One of the questions I get asked the most is how do I become better at prayer? And while there is no one lock and key answer, over the next few episodes of Gems of Grace, I'll be touching on several things we all can do to become more effective in our prayer lives. Hey, I don't want to waste any of your time, so let's get started as we talk about how to get started at prayer. Probably the most famous prayer in all the world is the one Jesus taught his disciples called the Lord's Prayer or the Disciples Prayer. And I want to use that prayer as a model for effective prayer. Today, we'll be looking at that prayer in Matthew chapter six, verses five through seven. I want to start today by talking about making our prayers personal. Verse five of Matthew chapter six reads like this, and it's Jesus speaking. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. Prayer is conversation. So unless it's being done in a crowd of people, it's a good idea to keep it between yourself and God. How would it look if someone who was interested in having a conversation with you began talking to you, but you could tell they were trying to put on a performance? Here they are supposedly talking to you. And they have one eye on you, but with the other eye, they're trying to make certain everyone else knows they are praying. Jesus says that is all the reward they'll ever get. Now, to me, that sounds similar to saying they ain't got nothing coming. There's something about pridefulness that seems to really get under God's skin. I don't mean the type of pride where someone you care about or maybe even yourself does something well. And you celebrate that. That's a healthy type of pride. I mean, the type of pride where everything has to be about me. The new Oxford American Dictionary calls it self-importance. It's where everything that happens, I see through me colored lenses. Everything is about me. Proverbs 18 and 8 says pride goes before destruction. Proverbs 6 says there are seven things the Lord hates. And the first one it names is a proud look. The Amplified Bible says it's when we hold ourselves too high and others too low. Isaiah chapter 14 talks about the fall of Satan, and it mentions Lucifer saying, I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Now, that's something you say when everything is about you and when you hold yourself too high. It goes on to say, Instead, you will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. But even before that, it says how Satan had fallen from heaven because pride comes before a fall. And maybe it's because of such pride that we have this warning to not be prideful in prayer. Maybe because of this fall, we are basically told if we pray in pride, we have nothing coming. Because when we pray in pride, we attempt to do the work of the Almighty by our own might. When the truth is, He is the vine and we are the branches. When we remain in Him and He in us, then we will produce much fruit. For apart from Him, we can do nothing. 
And so we pray without pride, one-to-one. We pray personally. The second thing to keep in mind is to pray privately. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 goes this way. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. If praying for the crowd gets us nothing, then praying privately for an audience of one, Jesus says the father will reward us for that openly and thank God for that. But using Christ as our example, I'm convinced that's not the only thing praying privately does. In Matthew chapter 26, when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, we don't learn a lot about what the three disciples did while Jesus was praying. We just have pretty good indication that watching and praying as instructed was not done, but sleep was. But why was Jesus able to stay focused while the disciples were not? Aside from the obvious fact that he's Jesus, remember, a disciple's job is to imitate Christ. And every time Jesus went away, he prayed alone. Every time he came back to the disciples, the writer never suggests they were alone. Maybe had the disciples taken a cue and separated themselves from each other like their teacher did, their concentration would have also been like his. Again, yes, there are times for corporate prayer, but something powerful happens when we approach God's throne in privacy. I also don't believe the disciples were ready to hear the full extent of Jesus's pain. I'm not sure they could have handled hearing Jesus's soul was crushed with grief to the point of death. And that's what makes private prayer so important. Private prayer is a place where you can go in unbridled authenticity and express the fullness of your feelings before the one who knew your feelings before you even had them. Private prayer is where you can bring your grievances without being judged your weaknesses without worry. Private prayer is the only place where you can lay all that you are bare and naked before the one who has the power to handle everything we lie at the altar. The first thing to remember is to pray personally. And the second thing uh, we want to remember is to pray privately. And the third one is to pray plainly. I believe one of the problems in praying is self-confidence. Perhaps we hear this minister or some type of church leader pray this prayer that stirs lots of emotions and sets people's hearts on fire. And that can be great. But remember, God will never request of us anything he hasn't or won't supply us with the ability or power to do. So then if God is saying we all should pray, then we all need to trust the way he has given our individual hearts to speak directly with him. Hebrews 4, 16 in the New International Version says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And it's important to know that this is said in a chapter that is expressing Jesus relating to us on a human level. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And everything is going to include praying effectively. 
also in struggling with our confidence and our ability to speak with God, it's good to remember some of the people God called to speak on his behalf have their own struggles with speaking. If these are men who went down in history for being spokespersons for God, so much so that we remember them 2,000 years later, then you and I should be more confident in carrying on a one-on-one in the presence of God, our Creator. I'm so excited about this series on prayer. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to simply come before you in one-on-one conversation. I ask that you help us to become better at praying privately, praying personally, and praying plainly. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of Gems of Grace. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Let's be in prayer for each other. Until next time, for Gems of Grace, I am Wade C. Long.